Well, hey everybody, uh, hope you're having a great day today or night or whenever you're checking me out and checking in with the podcast. And just as a quick reminder, uh, we've got some things that we're changing. We've got some new marketing things going on. We've got some new equipment. We've got new this. So we're evolving. The podcast is evolving. And so for a while, you know, probably for another few weeks, you're mainly going to be seeing clips like this uh, in terms of updating you with what's going on, getting you the information that you want to get, and keeping you updated with what's going on um, in terms of what's happening in the heartland of America. So good to see all of you and glad that you're able to join me today, whether you're watching or whether you're listening. And so uh, I just got done with a podcast, uh, being interviewed for a podcast by, by a guy named Roger Becker. And Roger hosts a podcast called Street Smart Success. Street Smart Success. And you're going to want to check that out. Um, because Roger does a good job of asking questions. Um, I'm on some podcasts where, and look, I'm not a professional interviewer, so I'm not, I, I don't think I'm great when I, when I, when I say this, um, when I have my podcast, but sometimes the questions are just, um, a lot of the podcast hosts have their list of questions and it's the same questions that they ask everybody. You know what I mean? That so here, here's like the ten questions we always ask, and at the end they give you a lightning round of stuff. And um, but Roger's different. He has some really good probing questions, especially about the market, especially about multifamily. Uh, kind of some of the things that I do in the background, especially when it comes to financing, uh, my outlook on what's going on. So you want to check him out. Um, obviously, you want to listen to the podcast that he had with me. Um, uh, if and when that's available, which should be soon, I would think. Um, uh, but I uh, just got done uh, with that podcast interview with Roger. And one of the questions he asked me was about discipline in the market right now. And the question was basically this. Um, because we have, we as a company, or Darren Garman, okay, so because Darren Garman has not been able to acquire, Darren Garman has tried to acquire, okay, some multifamily communities over the last 12 to 18 months, um, but has not been successful in doing so, okay. And um, the main reason that we haven't been successful in adding some of these properties to our portfolio, at the end of the day, comes down to just one simple thing. And that simple thing is I'm not going to be paying that much money for those properties, okay. So knowing what I know, knowing based on my 30 plus years of experience, knowing and having been through economic ups and downs and cycles and downturns and uh, pretty much shit hitting the fan, um, having been there, done that on more than one occasion, knowing what I know, um, it's not as if I uh, won't stretch some of our criteria won't stretch a little bit to see, especially if it's a property that really could be a good property for us. Um, yeah, it's not to say that I'm just sticking to in, whatever's inside that box and staying in that box and not getting out of it. I mean, I do some stretching based on the specific property that we are, that we're looking at. But one thing I will not stretch on, which is his discipline question, is I will not stretch on paying a hell of a lot more than what we should even under the best of circumstances, even under the most um, 
optimistic circumstances. Here's what I mean. His question was basically, Darren, how do you have the discipline to not just buy the damn thing? I mean, that's not how he said it. I'm paraphrasing. But how do you have the discipline? I mean, because, you know, you're an entrepreneur. You know, you've got partners basically wanting to continue to expand just like you. They want, they want to own more. They want to continue to grow and et cetera, et cetera. How do you not just buy them? Just get them. Just get it done. And the answer is that's the short-term answer. In the short term, that is the thing to do. Okay, it is. So I've got short-term needs. We want to buy property. I've got partners like you, investors like you that want to own more property with me. Um, I've got new investors, possibly you that want to get in with us and own some stuff with us. Um, I've got investors, you know, Darren, come on, I've got this money. We got to get it. You know, I've got that going on. So it makes sense for me to short-term, short-term start buying these things and pay whatever the hell I need to pay in order to own them so I can take care of my short-term problems. But what I found out with my experience is freaking taking care of short-term problems leads to long-term freaking huge and bigger problems. That's what it leads to. Okay. So whenever I have, especially with real estate and multifamily, pretty much almost without exception, made decisions based on short-term thinking, I have paid the price. I have paid the price in energy, time, and in money. And so have some of my partners when we've made those kinds of decisions. And so the discipline for me, sure, it's hard that we can't, sure, it's discouraging because we've taken a shot at a lot of properties over the last year and have come up, you know, we haven't been successful with, um, with our purchases. That is discouraging. However, this is a long-term game, and I make decisions based on it being a long-term game and having really good long-term results. Because at the end of the day, what do my partners care about? What do investors care about? What do I care about? It is results. Results. That's what really makes it all go around. And so, it is tempting to um, buy just for the sake of buying, just to throw all of our tried and true underwriting criteria that has been so successful for so many years, even in stretching it, we'll stretch that. Just throw it out, just buy it, and then just kind of hope it all works out after we take over and do all these things. Um, it's tempting to do it. It's also tempting because there's a lot of money on the table. There's a lot of money on the table, especially for a guy like me that does this. There's money in ownership, more ownership for me. There's money in more income. There's money in fees. There's money in, there's a whole bunch of, and I'm, I'm not going to make those short-term decisions just to cash in on the short-term demand. Okay. And so... It's having the discipline not only, and here's where the rubber meets the road, not only to go as far as you need to go, but no further when you're looking at buying a property. It's no different than if you're at, at an auction, okay, and you're going to buy a property at auction. Or hell, you're at an auction, it doesn't have to be a property. It can be an estate auction. 
you pretty much have your line drawn in the sand. You're going to only pay X amount of dollars for it. You're not going to pay any more for it. It's the same kind of thing because you know over and above that amount, it's more of an emotional short-term decision than it is a good financial long-term decision. Okay. So it's the discipline to you know draw the line in the sand, even in being flexible, okay, but not going over that line. Um, uh, because frankly, all of my partners and investors depend on me to do that. They depend on me to do that. So that's number one. But the other part of the discipline, okay, the other part has to do simply with knowing that at the end of the day, when you make a deal and you want to make it bad enough, you'll make that deal. And knowing that that is a recipe for problems. Now, sure, we could get lucky. A deal could turn out here. A deal could turn out there and work good. We could do that. But I don't, I don't want to leave it to hoping everything works out. Because if you want to do a deal bad enough, you will do that deal. And rarely do those kinds of deals make sense. So, uh, yeah, it does require some discipline. But at the end of the day, knowing that this is a long-term um, game for my partners and for myself and for what we do, um, we're just going to keep plugging away, working hard, and time will eventually produce the properties that make sense for us, for us to acquire and for us to own and add to our already existing portfolio. Okay. So... Um, I share this with you because discipline. So in in your life, with what you've got going on, especially financially, what I've just talked about has really, really good application to, I bet, a lot of stuff that you've got going on right now. I can use this for application for stuff I've got going on outside of this right now and how Gene and I are dealing with things, looking at things, working on things. Um, uh, involved with a couple of situations with my kids in terms of that same kind of thing. Okay, so discipline. Um, look, I, I never want to profess that I'm the most disciplined guy there is. I mean, I've got things I do I shouldn't be doing that I'm not so disciplined at. But at the end of the day, having the discipline, especially when it comes to making these kinds of financial decisions and making sure it's not just based on short-term need but long-term benefit, is where the discipline actually gets pretty easy, even though you might question yourself, you might question whether it makes sense, whether you missed out, um, whether you're on the right track, but it's the consistency and the conviction of staying disciplined in your thinking is really that's gonna get you long-term to where you really want to go and where you really want to be.